Hey everyone, this is Jody Vesley. Welcome again back to the Heartway Pastor and Missionary Caregiver Podcast. I pray that your week has been going well, that you are encouraged to keep on keeping on, and as you listen to this podcast today, that you are encouraged once again. Um, I was talking not long ago to a friend of mine, and he was talking about this um, situation of sorts where pastors are just continually and continually dropping out of the ministry, just leaving. And and that's all across the board for uh, missionaries to just, um, just more and more and more ministry leaders are leaving the ministry and uh, it's just been a after effect of of covid um and through this time of really intense inflation in our society i think everyone's feeling it uh in fact i think next week i might in the new season start off just addressing about how to budget in the current state of recession we're in, uh, whatever you want to define it as that or not, but just really intense inflation in a way that's affecting just, you know, us, you know, regular, normal citizens right now of the U.S., I think <clears throat> I think most of us are are feeling it at, at, at some levels. Some of us may be greater levels than others, but um, I know we just uh, you know for this month September we're setting a new budget and uh, on our on our budgeting apps. And as I was doing that, I was just thinking, wow, things things have really changed uh, and. And it's and it's like we're having to adjust our budget on a monthly basis, which means for us that we're not spending um, as much uh, on on other things that as we were. Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing things like personally finding uh, you know new places to get my hair cut um, that are that are cheaper. We are really just not buying clothing right now um it's just an extra expense that we're just skipping out on at this time uh thankfully we we have clothes so it's it's not imperative um and and just i think right now um we're just looking for ways to to save money whatever that means and and for us We've never been a family that really eats out um, when we're when we're at home or at, near our home. Um, you know, when we're traveling, we do, but when we're at home, we've just—it's it, extremely rare uh, for us to eat out. And and now we're at a point where we're just not. Um, you know, it's just at a point where groceries are so high uh and that's 
in turn affecting the price of of food at restaurants too. And so we're just we're just at a point now where we're just shopping sales. Um, that's that's where we're at. And uh, you know, I, I understand some of you guys can relate. Um, and so next next week as we kick off season four. Um, we might just because of the current events right now, just start with with budgeting. Budgeting right now. How are we? How are we doing it? How is it working out? Are we just you know going further into debt? Are we just opening up new credit cards, uh, new loans? Um, because we don't know what else to do, or. Are we looking to cut? Um, if so, you know, if you're like if you're like us, you've you've already cut quite a bit through this time of inflation and and and, and difficulties the past couple of years, and so to think that you're still cutting at this point seems it it, it really seems like what else is there to cut to to a degree um, without just you know, living with out nothing, like just living with the with the sheer basics uh, of of life, um, which is a strange thing here um, for the for the average American. We have a lot of things that people in other countries don't have. Um, you know, vehicles, uh, usually more than one vehicle per household and, and various things like that. Um, a house or, uh, a nice home that usually we have to live in. Uh, so we're going to be addressing this next week, uh, for our season four, episode one podcast. Uh, but today we're ending uh, the season three stories and I saved the most challenging uh, episode for last for me to do um, and as we get into this um, we're going to be discussing uh, my family's journey when when the laws changed in Russia and when we came stateside and started Heartway and Russian Ministries Online which we do now and as we get into this um, this story, I want it to be an encouragement to you guys that don't give up when things don't go as planned. Don't give up when things don't go as planned. Um, you know, sometimes I think we, our expectations that we have cause us to get depressed, upset, angry, and or leave somewhere when things don't go as planned. And I want to encourage you to not do that. I want to encourage you to stick through that, to, to instead look for God's hand in what's been going on, to, in, to instead look at how God has been working, how God has been blessing. 
what you can praise and thank God for through what's been happening and not get caught up in the things that are making you think it's time to move on. So don't give up when things don't go as planned. July 6th, 2016. Um, there was a, a law that was put into place at that time in, in Russia concerning changes to the federal law counteracting terrorism and individual leg- legislative acts of the Russian Federation regarding establishment of additional measures to counteract terrorism and the provision of social safety. Chapter 3 of this law had a section, or has a section, entitled Missionary Activity. That's right. Missionary Activity under this law about terrorism. This made several things illegal for foreign missionaries, including public evangelism, missionaries inviting people to their own public church services or or outreaches. Um, and, and if you were a foreign missionary uh, leading uh, a church that that also became, you know, illegal in, in most circumstances under this law. And so when this law passed, we had already been in Russia for over two and a half years. And it's really interesting because one of the reasons, if you listen to the earlier episode in the season of why one of the reasons why we went to Russia is because we had freedom to do church planting. And then this law, while, you know, after we've been there two and a half years, this law goes on to the point that, that undoes that. And you think, what is going on? Do I leave? Did I misread God's calling? What, what on earth is happening? And I think, you know, for foreign missionaries especially, there come points where maybe not something exactly like this, but something similar happens to where there's doubt on, did I misread it? Did, did I come to the wrong place? Did I waste this time? Did I miss the mark? And, you know, again, I want to encourage you who are thinking that or when you do think that, don't give up when things don't go as planned. As I look back now on this time period, um, you know, that was a long time ago. (laughs) Now, it doesn't seem that long ago. That was six years ago. Um, as I look back at this now, it really confirms to me when and how and why we started the type of mission work we are currently doing. Before these changes to the laws went in place, we had already had, thanks to God and His, and his leadership and his, um, and his blessings, we had already had a decent grasp of the Russian language. 
We had already had an established English outreach ministry. We had already shared Christ and had multiple people that we were ministering to who were lost and some who were saved. Uh, but but unchurched. We had already had a Bible study going. We had gotten this stuff going much quicker than I had originally thought. You know, and you can hear in the last podcast episode about you know the slow expectation that that I had based off of the worldview of the Russian people. And so yeah, I had the expectation we wouldn't be doing much for ministry the first two years because that was the time that we were trained to uh, be learning the Russian culture and language and taking time to adjust to life there. But right uh, at the first year mark, um, it was time to, to start doing ministry because people were asking us when we would start. We had already built enough relationships at that point that people were wanting us to to start so they could join with us and what we were doing in, in our Bible studies and so we went ahead and, and started that um, it wasn't something that we forced it was something that God brought up at the right time and and we responded uh, so again it wasn't our plan it was God's plan at that point. So not much changed actually for us personally um, when this law went into effect other than we couldn't be as public as we were. Uh, we couldn't openly invite people to our outreaches. That was a that was you know a little bit of a hit uh, I gotta say uh, but thankfully we had you know enough of a presence uh, enough of an established ministry that things could pass you know by word of mouth by social media um, through others and we didn't need to be out that much to uh, in order for people to keep coming and, and new people to keep coming to these these outreaches um, where we would uh, speak English with one another and, and discuss important topics and uh, our beliefs and our faith and 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 things like this after after watching a, a movie or a TV series um, this is kind of what we would do And you know, I, I have to take a second here and, and thank God and, and thank the the those who those missionaries who came before me and already had established some of these things too. That that helped us out. That that really did help us out. And um, I thank God for that. And I and I thank those those guys for that. And I, I just want to encourage any of those who are listening um, that that were serving alongside us that um, God is still working. God is still working there in Russia. God is still using us to to minister to some of these people that maybe you, you remember. Um, so 
let that be of encouragement to you. It was it wasn't all for naught. It, God is still working. God is still working. Um, you know, we could we could still invite people personally um, to these ministry outreaches. It, you know, if if we already knew them, they already knew us. We could we could kind of invite them into our Bible studies and and things like that. Um, these are ways that we, uh, you know, stayed uh, out of the public, and we were doing things underground. Um, you know, and and the fact that not much changed for us. This wasn't the case for most missionaries. For for those who had been there longer, or those who were just getting started. Um, this wasn't the case for, uh, most missionaries had to drastically change what they were doing or leave. And, and that happened, that happened. And, and it was sad to see it, it happened. A lot of families had to make big changes. A lot of families had to completely rethink what they were doing. A lot of families have over time just had to leave from that law to the pandemic to ongoing you know issues with political relations between the US and Russia that have uh, you know affected uh, the the ability for missionaries to be in Russia and, and to serve the people there and to to minister to the people there. If we wouldn't have started what we did in Russia when we did, the way we did, we would have had to leave Russia at that time, you know, back in 2016, 2017, after not being there hardly at all um and that would have been that would have been just really 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 hard for multiple reasons i said god kept us there for a few more years Uh, i thought things were going great overall um you can you can listen to our previous podcast episode to hear more about that i mean there were difficulties for sure there are difficulties anywhere and everywhere uh, when it comes to ministry. But I was super excited about what God was doing and happy to see God moving in people's lives. I was, I was, I mean, it was, it was really awesome to see. And, and sometimes it's hard to communicate that to those out of that context. But um, for our family there, we were really, you know, happy. We were really joyful about what was happening we were we were satisfied with with where we were and at the six to seven year mark on the field usually missionaries take a a six month furlough to a one-year furlough and we decided to take a six-month furlough um, as we had scheduled uh, in the midst of covid Uh, there had already been their first big wave there and it was um, you know, getting later into summer, and we thought we would 
be able to, to easily get back after six more months. Um, but that, that never came to fruition. That never came to pass. And when we found out that it wasn't going to be possible for us to return to be able to continue living and serving there as we were, we had to make some tough decisions. And, you know, thankfully, without realizing it beforehand, God had been prepping us for that moment. We didn't, we didn't know. Uh, we thought, you know, we had several more years there at least before we would be making any sort of transition like this. Um, but it's evident now, looking back, that God had been prepping us for that moment. The ministries we were doing to reach the unreached were already established. The future church had been meeting privately in our home when that law passed. Um, our our discipleship and evangelism was was primarily one-on-one, not on the streets, but in our home and in cafes when that law passed. We had prepped our church to continue without us whenever we came back on our furlough. Um, you know, for a temporary basis, we were all connected online and were able to continue being connected after that time, uh, whenever we, we found out we weren't going to be able to return. And God provided a willing leader um, for the church at the right moment. And so God opened up a new way also for us to plant churches uh, with what had been happening in the, in the pandemic and in our context there with the people in in St. In, in, in St. Petersburg. And so God had also been working on our hearts uh, during this time, during these last couple of, of years before we found out we were unable to return. Uh, God had been working on our hearts to help others uh, in areas of counseling and member care for missionaries. And with the semi-retirement of, of Lynn Rayburn, who was doing this kind of work at, at one time and 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 with the addition of Chase Reynolds who was who was called to you know other areas of prepping and equipping and guidance for missionaries we found out that a, a needed area of care um, that we were called to was 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 wide open um, and and not only wide open but being prayed for for someone to fill and so we we felt both qualified and, and and called to that. And so we have been qualifying ourselves more. Uh, that seems to be like a, a lifetime thing, but uh, yeah, we, we're definitely called to do it and, and are doing it now. Um, and it's like God knew it was going to happen. Big surprise, right? And he prepped us for it without us seeing any of that until it all happened. And that was very comforting and helpful to us even with it, it, it was I mean we had to make some really difficult calls and and send some difficult messages to people and and every one of those people that we contacted during that time those those people in Russia it was it was a difficult conversation for us and we we didn't look forward to those calls um but we we wanted to communicate personally with those people who who 
you know, we had deep connections with there and were really involved with there. And so even, even though, um, you know, God prepped us and, and, you know, pointed us in the right direction and opened up the right opportunities at the right time for us at this time, it was, it was, that was very comforting and helpful to us. But even with that, we were still heartbroken. Uh, we spent days, weeks, months crying and, you know, still periodically find ourselves deeply missing Russia and the people there. When we broke the news to our children, we told them, you know, uh, we were building a house and, and, and showed them where it would be. You know, we thought they might be excited, but they were extremely upset. Um, the cries were, were gut-wrenching. And uh, even as I think about it now, it brings tears. And it was the same cry that my daughter had when we had to leave our pets when we were going uh, to to Russia. And we found new homes for her. She was a, a toddler, but somehow knew that we were giving our dog to someone else. And she crawled into the dog kennel with our dog and just started crying. She didn't want to. She didn't want us to leave the dog. She knew what was happening. And I'll never forget that day. It was so difficult. And today, over a year later, there are still days when our kids miss Russia and the people there. There are still times when tears are shed. There are still times when our kids are upset and we start digging to find out what they miss. Uh, and find out that it's connected with Russia. And there's times that they so badly want to go back there. And, and we feel that too. Because there's just so many special memories that we have. That being said, we feel we are where God wants us. Right now, where we are living, we feel like God wants us here. What, ministries we are doing we feel like God wants us to do those and has prepped and called us to do them but I feel on a deep level when ministers and their families have to move on for some reason or another there is the joy and the excitement mixed up with sadness and confusion transitions end up drawing out much longer in our hearts and minds than they do physically um, I have a whole podcast episode on transitions on, in season one. Uh, and if you're in a season of transition, I recommend listening to that. It is okay to have feelings when we have transitions. It's, it's okay to have those feelings. Paul expressed his feelings in his, in his letters in the New Testament. Let us look at the first part of Philippians Philippians is my favorite New Testament book. Uh, to start at the beginning, Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer 
because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to think this way about all of you, because I have you in my heart and you are all partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in my defense and the establishment of the gospel. For God is my witness how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you can approve the things that are superior and can be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And as I read that, you know, I actually, not long after we gave everyone the news personally wrote a similar letter to our church uh, there in St. Petersburg, Russia and you know as as I really felt it I really felt like I connected with Paul and and his writing in this in our in our situation and as I think of it now and, and as we minister to ministers and their families I want to echo verse 6. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep on keeping on. We're here for you. We're praying for you. We're here to encourage you. We're here to guide you. We're here to counsel you. We're here to help you in, in any way that you have any use or any need of help. We're, we're here, here at Heartway. And so we're just don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Until next time next week, next season. This has been Jody with the Heartway Podcast.